Hi there, this is Karen. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm glad you can join me today. I would appreciate it if you would like, follow, and share this podcast with someone you love. Or, well, even better, share, or maybe all the same, share it with someone you're not so fond of. Maybe somebody you don't like so much, or someone you think just needs a little bit of encouragement. You never know what somebody else is going through. Maybe they need a little humor in their life today, and a tidbit of inspiration. And and you might be wondering, what in the world kind of inspiration am I going to get out of a podcast episode titled out of control top panties but hold on and we'll see but I like to start every podcast with what I call a pod quote and it's just a quote or a little bit of inspiration that I want to share with you today's pod quote is by Becky Terabasi I'll say that again Becky Terabasi here we go that which you chase after you shall become I will repeat it for you especially since it's short that which you chase after you shall become. Okay, so I recently heard a pastor um, say that we need to be mindful of our battles, that some battles aren't worth taking on and some aren't ours to take on, even though we try to. I mean, don't we sometimes try to take on a battle? I'm for sure physically by means of doing, doing, doing too much or or even internally by mentally and emotionally trying to figure out a battle plan or strategize, fix something, finagle with it, or fight with God about the battle. I'm sure that someone else is guilty of this besides me. It's not that we're thinking we're, we can be a savior or be the savior, but we think we have to be so Christ-like that we get mixed up a little bit about it, that we can't not fight any or every battle that comes along, that comes our way, whether it's ours or not, right? Any of this sound familiar? Yeah, all along, sometimes, I can't say always, but a lot of the times the battle wasn't even ours to take on in the first place. So how that simple word from that pastor the other day really resonated with me. I used to act like I was the ultimate she-woman, spiritual warrior, battlefield battalion chief, on the ready, ready to step up, step into, and squash or disband whatever it was at the time. It sounds glamorous and so super heroic, doesn't it? Um, not really. <laughs> In fact, it stressed me out to no end. It, it added to a host of anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder issues I had at the time. And frankly, it messed me up. I was stressed and messed. <laughs> I look back over the years and see how I messed pretty much all over situations that weren't mine to mess with in the first place. And then I have no doubt now looking back that I got in God's way. Had I stepped back and realized the battle was not mine, but God's, or the battle was maybe someone else's and not mine, I would have saved other people and myself a whole lot of heartache and stress. For instance, have you ever known anyone battling with financial issues because they did something they weren't supposed to? Maybe they did something illegal or they just majorly mishandled their money. Yeah, I know. We've all messed up when it comes to money. Um, and, and that's how we learn, a lot of us, trial and error. And we've messed up. But I knew someone who did something illegal and needed bailing out. 
So instead of allowing her to face the consequences of her own actions, I was determined to battle for her, to keep her out of the court system and out of jail and out of the possibility of being sued. So I lent her um, more than a few thousand dollars, to be honest, to right her wrong. Yep, I was righting her wrong. I felt so good about it. Only I really wasn't writing her wrong. It didn't write anything. All it ended up doing was draining my savings account and it allowed her to avoid the lesson from the consequences that she should have had, the things that should have come her way. It took her a whole lot uh, of years and probably more than it should have uh, to learn those lessons. And I think in part that's because I stepped in where I wasn't supposed to step in. I really think that she would have learned these things earlier on if I hadn't gotten in the way of her battle. If I hadn't tried to fight her battle. And it took me a long time to let go of the fact that, honestly, she never paid me back. Even though she could. And she probably never will. And she'll never listen to this podcast either. So, And I'm not naming any names. But I'm just using a very real scenario to let you know, hey... I've stepped in where I'm not supposed to step in. I've taken it to God. And I mean, what else can I do? I got in the way because I think, number one, I thought I was helping her. I genuinely thought out of the goodness of my heart, I was helping her. But let's be real about it. What I was actually doing was enabling her. And number two, I cared and I was really afraid for her. So in essence, a big reason I made the decision to fight her battle was out of my fear. And fear is never a good reason to decide anything or to step up or to do anything. And number three, I thought I had to. After all, isn't that what a good Christian does? Fight the fight, step into the battle, armor up and save the day, right? So all of these were good intentions, but a lot of it came down to the fact that I wanted to control somebody else's situation because it made me feel better and because I was afraid. So I'm not sure control freak that I am (laughs) or not as much as I used to be that's for sure but I really I'm not really sure I truly realized in those moments or in the moments of it that the battle wasn't mine no I I mean like many of you listening you see a battle and that good old spiritual self-talk um kicks in but I'm just going to say here, it's not always good old spiritual self-talk. Really, sometimes it's not our conscience and it's not conviction talking, but Satan whispering in our ears. He's telling us to do, do, do when we're not supposed to do, do anything uh, except pray. It's that good old Christian speak that tells us we must step up. We must step into whatever it is and help conquer it or we aren't good Christians, right? Remember all those Sunday school classes and the well-meaning notes and the books we've read and and the, the sermons that we've listened to telling us how we should be those warriors? Well, I mean, it's true. And we do have spiritual armor. But let's get this straight. As I have learned over time and had affirmation via the many messes I have created, the battle forging in front of us in the moment is not always ours. If it's bigger than we are, then it's meant for God to handle and for us to keep our paws off of and to keep our minds out of. And the only thing we can or should do at those times is get down on our knees and take it directly to the Lord. Okay. So controlling the battle is just a wee little part of what I'm talking about in this podcast. But what else am I talking about? Um, maybe the title of the podcast <laughs> might give you a clue out of control top panties (laughs) okay what 
Okay, obviously control has something to do with it. But panties? Okay, occasionally (laughs) I get inspiration from the strangest places and the simplest things. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, you already know that. But this time it was control top panties. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so the other day I got up exceptionally early for me so I could go into work and get some work done and be able to leave a little earlier in the afternoon. So I jumped right to it, going through my closet, trying to figure out what I could wear because I neglected to do it the night before. And right now we're having this 45 degrees overnight with 88 during the day. So I need to layer up when I head out most mornings. And But I saw this pair of pants I wanted to wear. And when I put them on, they were too snug for my comfort. I gained weight and am working to get my body back in balance after a really long, long year last year. So I thought, hey, I shall utilize the ever so trusty steed named Control Top Panties. (laughs) Every fair maiden in the land has knowledge of such essential accoutrements, yes? We know about these things, don't we, ladies? Um, Well, (laughs) after huffing and puffing and turning sideways and twisting this way and falling over once or twice and finally groaning really loud like like going is actually going to make my thighs shrink two inches and suck my stomach in until it looks like I actually have a belly button again but for some reason it worked I'm just saying if you ever need to feel free to use that um, but I groaned and I huffed and puffed nonetheless so after the huffing and puffing routine was over I was actually able to get them on Oh, I was so happy because these were my favorite pants. And I really thought putting these control top panties on would help. And lo and behold, it did. My pants slid right on over them. No problem. It was just that small amount I needed uh, holding me in to be able to wear these really cute capri pants that I love. So I go about my morning, I get my things together, head out of the house and drive to the office building. I get out of the car and I'm on that long, long trek up to the main floor and then to my floor. And full disclosure here, it's probably a five minute walk from the car up to the office for most people. But for me, it's about a 10 minute walk because I walk slower than most right now, especially since I'm still getting used to having titanium in one of my legs and my ankle. And I I don't have this full range of motion yet, but I'm working on it. Um, So as I'm walking, I'm realizing though, that the control top garment I put on is doing something different and not a pleasant different. Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) Quite the opposite of pleasant. I guess I'm shaped differently. Okay, I am shaped differently. Frankly, my whole body is crooked. Seemingly from the fact that one leg is indeed longer than the other. And this actually does affect everything that my body does in one way or another. Although, I don't know how that makes one, one of my breasts larger than the other one. And one foot slightly bigger. And one side of my stomach larger than the other. But it does. (laughs) I'm just telling you. And this is me. Sometimes I feel like I have two halves of two different people. Um, thank God both are female because that would be a whole different podcast and a whole different topic. Anyway, that was, and that was odd, but there it was. So anyhow, 
This is how my brain thinks sometimes. So anyhow, back to my trek from the car to the office. So as I'm walking, this undergarment is taking a trek of its own. It's almost um, kind of wanting to go back to the car while I'm trying to get into the office. I feel like half of the waist is starting to slide down in front. And it is. And then my left thigh decides it wants free and starts peeking out the, the bottom of the control top portion and all this is happening under my clothes thank god but then my pants start to go down with the control tops <laughs> um yes i tell you those pants were too tight an hour earlier but then now they're like i'm walking down the hallway i feel like they're laughing at me as they slowly slide down one side of my body I have no idea why, but praise God for long-waisted tops or the man walking behind me would have seen some other crack besides the crack of dawn. Oh my gosh, I was just mortified. I'm trying to hold up my pants through my top, hoping that they don't fall down. It got that bad. They started to slide down on both sides. I kept thinking, how is this controlling anything? And why did I just get control tops? That doesn't even make sense to me anymore. This is going through my mind as I'm walking what I needed was control bottoms control thighs control crackage (laughs) don't tell anyone okay but about a half an hour into my day I I made my way to my desk by the way limping I'm sure like to one side I looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame (laughs) but I got up and I went to the ladies room and I took the out of control top panties off (laughs) so I went commando that day. Full a la carte menu was going on beneath the dandy capris that day. Thank God nobody was able to know. But anyway, but I will tell you, I'm just going to interject this here. My husband is retired firefighter paramedic. And he told me one time, you know, that whole saying that says you need to make sure you put on clean underwear in case you get in a car accident. Not once in 24 years did he or anybody he worked with ever check to make sure somebody had clean underwear on. Just telling you. (laughs) Okay. So what in the world does this have to do with the battle? I mean, well, come on. If that wasn't a battle, I don't know what was. (laughs) Those, those control top panties were out of control. That was a battle for the day. But what that incident sparked in me, that simple little thing, was this whole idea of control. And it hit home for me, granted in a very odd way, but it did over and over and over again throughout that whole week. Um, It hit me that my quest to control something, anything, everything, including my top and bottom, is oftentimes a lesson in futility. You know, I can't ungain the weight I gained throughout last year. I may be able to mash and push it here and there and attempt to to strap it in for the ride. I don't know. I might be able to duct tape myself together so I can slide a skirt along my bum and make it look like no cellulite lives beneath the fabric. But I'm really not controlling anything. I can't go back and unbreak my leg and be able to move more and feel right the whole entire last year. That year is done and over with. What I have to look at, though, is today. What am I trying to battle today that I cannot conceivably control or try to battle? What is it that I'm spinning my wheels on or or wasting my effort on or getting in the way of? What is it that I think I can undo, redo, or do better than someone else can for themselves? What is it I'm trying to change the outcome on? What is it that I'm possibly trying to control and change into making it what I want or what I think it needs to be. 
Is this what I'm doing with parts of my life? I mean, this is what something simple as out of control top panties does to my brain <laughs> and to my heart. And the only thing I can say is it's, it's a God moment. So I'm trying to slam, um, parts of my life into some particular looking shape like I do with the control top panties because it looks good and is it's pleasing to the eye. Is that what I'm doing sometimes? Because sometimes I think that I am and I can look in my past and see that's definitely what I've done in the past. Am I trying to control the uncontrollable and battle that which I am not even supposed to battle? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't have self-control in our lives. No, don't get me wrong. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. All things that grow and flourish from the Spirit. When we're in God and we're right with Him, we're working to be in His will, self-control is one of those things. We need a healthy dose of self-control to stay on the path that God calls us to. It's too easy to stray without it. We need to be able to say no to that third helping of that really indulgent meal. We need to be able to say no when we're tempted by sexual sin and drugs or to to lie. That's all part of self-control. But what I'm talking about here is the battle we go to every day to try to control that which we have no business trying to control. How much time, energy, thought, and angst do you roll into attempting to control and battle something that isn't even yours to control or battle? Here is a big caution for those of you who are control freaks. And yes, yes, I said the word freak. Freak, freak, freak. Now, now what, let me just say what the definition of freak is. Is one who is caused to behave in an irrational or wild way without concern for consequences, especially due to an emotional or mental disturbance. Okay, whoa. Have you ever thought about what the word freak means and control freak means? Does any of it sound familiar? Isn't that what being a controlling person is? My caution here is this. Step lightly towards the threshold that causes you to freak out. That which you desire to excel at or shine in or that you hold really dear to you could be your undoing if you try to control it instead of let God have control and guide you to it and through it. So I'm going to pause here a moment and go back to the pod quote. That which you chase after you shall become. Think about it. If your quest is to control, even out of the goodness of your heart, what often happens is you destroy that which you intended to control. And in the process, chasing control leads you to become a control freak. That in its very essence is not mentally or emotionally sound. Being a recovering control freak myself, I will let you know that controlling any and everything for me stemmed straight from fear. The fear of the unknown, fear of the unexpected, fear that I wouldn't be able to handle something or someone unless I handled it first. Fear. It was irrational quite often, and even if it was rooted in good, it always ended up being self-centered because it came from fear. Even if I was using my super control freak OCD powers to plan an amazing fundraiser because I can be so organized, in the end, the, uh, what even if I did a great thing, in the end, it would always end up being about me about what I could handle, what I could do, how it reflected on me, if everything turned out well. It never started out that way. Um, 
but when you seek to control every aspect of something, some event, some relationship, it always ends up being about you. And that, my friends, is not healthy. What is taking control of or what you're trying to take control of in situations like that um, are often things that we have no business trying to control. So what are you trying to control today, this week, this season? Is it the outcome for someone else that you're trying to control? Is your desire to control causing you to become meddlesome or manipulative or overbearing? Hmm, think about it. Don't we innately think as human beings that if we could just control things, then they'd be all right. Everything would be a-okay if we were in charge, right? If everybody would just do things the way we want them to. Oh, oh, isn't that how we think? Oh, so not true. I've come to praise God that I don't have to be in control. I want to encourage you to seek God out and ask him to shine the light on where you've crossed lines and taken on battles that aren't yours, where you've tried to control things that you're not supposed to control. I mean, go daily to him for illumination over the areas of your life that you've turned into battles where there were none in the first place. Because yes, trying to control everything can create battles and skirmishes in all areas of your life, even where you never had them before. Uh, Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, I love Joshua 1.9, but I forget that passage often. I get frightened at times and I focus on the wrong things. Far less than I used to, um, but I am a work in progress. I'm uh, Like you all, I am a work in progress. But make no mistake about it. If God is commanding us to be strong and courageous, then he will help us do so. And it does take courage and strength to stop being a control freak, to stop drawing our sword out and trying to battle everyone else's battles for them, especially for people you love. So let me interject here as I'm talking. I'm realizing that, yeah, it sometimes makes us feel better to be in control or what we think is in control. I mean, wouldn't most of us as parents or even children caring for their parents, wouldn't we love to just make all their decisions for them? I mean, if they would just do this or do that the way we tell them, everything would be a-okay and all right, right? (laughs) No, (laughs) but we think that, don't we wish? I bet our parents thought the same thing umpteen times while we were growing up and maybe even now but when we step in and battle for someone else and try to control them not only have we taken on something we shouldn't but we have also robbed them of their blessing in the midst of their battle we've robbed them of their lessons learned their growth they're supposed to have their full experience of whatever it is that God has for them in the middle of their battle I don't know about you, but that sobering thought makes me want to step back and go, whoa, Karen, because the next time I want to tell my 22 year old son what to do and how his decisions are wrong, I'm going to have to pause and decide if what I'm telling him is the best thing for him or just the best for me is what I'm trying to control for him going to get in the way of him learning self-control and whatever other lesson it is that God has for him. And just as importantly as all of that, if we try to control the outcomes, the situations, and the difficulties our children, our parents, our friends, our spouses encounter, are we telling them by our actions and our control freak words 
that we don't believe in them, that we don't believe they can handle anything on their own, or that we don't believe that God can help them in the middle of whatever it is they're battling or whatever it is they have to face. It makes me think um, of someone on the radio the other day who said, God isn't finished writing their story yet, so quit trying to pick up the pen. Let me say it again because my dog made a noise and you might not be able to hear it. God isn't finished writing their story yet, so quit trying to pick up the pen. I can't write someone else's story. That's God's job. And my son has to learn, as I have learned, that what God says in his word is true. Psalm eighteen forty seven says, It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. And in Isaiah 43, 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. The Bible also says in Exodus, The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Exodus fourteen fourteen, And there's more than one place in the Bible that says something about being silent and being still, or being still and know that I am God. For a control freak, being still can be tough. But the root word for still actually means to let go of. Okay, did you get that one? We are to let go. We have to let go and let God do his thing. Let go of that control. Let him show up in our kids' lives, in our co-workers' lives, in our jobs, in our families, for our parents, for our friends. And we will see him at work when we do. Sometimes it's all about just getting out of his way so he can do his thing. Letting God have the battle. Letting God have control. Letting others battle their battle and not trying to control the situation. Some days (laughs) I realize that in the swirl and craziness of life, the only battle that I need to be concerned about in the moment really is just the battle with my out of control top panties. (laughs) So that's my inspiration for the week. And this is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm really glad that you joined me. I hope that you will like, follow, and share this, like I said earlier. And if you'll hop on over to Instagram, you can follow me. Um, Just search for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. Hope to see you there. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) 